Hey guys, Andrew here back on another university campus undercover with Lincoln J. I mean, I'm basically wearing all of his clothes except for this shirt. We're at University of Toronto Scarborough to ask people a tough question today. As a big immigrant population in this area, Justin Trudeau has announced that they're going to increase immigration numbers to 500,000 people per year by 2025. A tough question, but we're gonna see what people think. Let's go. Yesterday, the government announced they're increasing immigration levels to 500,000 people per year starting in 2025. And we're asking people, given the rent prices, the housing prices, the cost of living, if you think that's a, a sustainable number moving forward. I'm sorry, I don't know anything about this. I think it's okay because, I mean, describing immigrants, I mean, people coming in, right, into the country. And I mean, Canada offers many chances to many people across the world. So it will help many people actually, you know, like get um, it to help them be, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it to help them, it to help many people. I feel like there are like both pros and cons. Like, cause like um, for like original population is not that many for Canada, right? Mm -hmm. But also I feel like it should be increased for like the standard for entry in the Canada should be higher a bit more. So people entry, like the immigrations, they will be like higher educated. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't want too many groups either. I feel like we should actually focus on the housing crisis and decreasing interest rates because in adding more immigrants is just gonna lead to an inflation and more houses are gonna be bought up and that's just gonna continue the like downward slope that we're headed on. It may seem unsustainable in the sense where, you know, there are so many people coming in and there's still a lot of domestic issues which remain unresolved. But with that said, I think that, you know, we can't just look at people as individuals, but we have to look at them as potential. And I think that everyone that comes in, regardless of where they're from or what experience they've had in the past, they have the potential to contribute to Canada economically, um, socially. So socially as well as politically and I think that that is extremely valuable and that's something that's very hard to quantify in terms of how it would impact the country and I think that it's very it's a very tough thing to say whether or not it's right or wrong to allow these people in but I think that we should never neglect the possibilities that these people can bring in a lot of you know new insight and also innovation to a country which you know, largely needs it just because of how it's still a relatively new country and there's still, you know, a lot of issues which remain unresolved, like I said. And the fact that they remain unresolved might just be an indication that the domestic input isn't sufficient, that we actually really need international mm. input and we need international suggestions. That was a whole lot of jargon. I think that we have proved that through the gigantic increase in immigration that it is not sustainable. That's just my opinion. You look at the housing prices, you look at the wages, you look at rent, and they're unattainable for most people. Now you can blame inflation, but the simple fact that there aren't enough houses to bring the housing costs down, I think is a product of having too many people of any background or origin. Actually, I'm not too sure about like, cause I'm also an international student. So my view would be like, yeah, more people <laughs> should come. Now Lincoln, no, no limits. Now this is some pretty positive engineering advertising. I think this is the first campus we've been on so far of like six now, where everything isn't plastered in pride stuff and diversity stuff. This seems to be a, a business school with a lot of smart people in it. And I've yet to see anything related to pride or diversity things of, or about how native everything is or needs to be, frankly. I mean, we're at a point where they're gonna keep bringing. I mean, people are gonna keep immigrating, but that's not gonna, I don't think that'll change anything. It's just, they need to start dealing with things at a fundamental level, like looking at, you know, the fact that wages aren't at the right place, um, the fact that housing is still astronomically high, everything. I, immigrants, I don't think are the main concern, and I don't think that's gonna change anything. They can bring in as many people as they want, it, people are still going to still immigrate. They're not dealing with the core fundamental issues. It doesn't matter how many people come into Canada. I don't think, I don't really have an, uh, an opinion because I don't live here, but I suppose if the government gave opportunity for people from other countries, but in, in a, an environment of, 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 of clear rules, I think it's okay. I'm not sure. I don't know that much about politics, to be honest, but I feel like you know, like she said, there's a lot of people who want to be here. There's a lot of people who need to be here. But I agree, too, that, like, it's not 
possible to bring in so many people at all times. Mm-hmm. You have to balance things out. So we just talked to one guy, one bro even, who didn't want to be on camera, and he says we he, he agrees that it's not sustainable, or he says it's not sustainable, but he thinks due to our declining native population, we need to you know, increase immigration for that reason because the native population is shrinking. I would argue and posit, Lincoln, that at some point we should try just taking in less people and seeing if that works. Because what we're doing right now, I don't believe is sustainable. Housing prices, job market, inflation, everything keeps going up, up, and up. Thank you, Justin Trudeau. I think we should try something else. How is your cost of living situation? Is it easy to afford a place around here? Definitely not. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting, actually. <laughs> how do you How do you mean? Like, I live in a basement, and it's really expensive, and it's, like, completely unreasonable. But I don't think that the people immigrating here should be, like, shut out for that reason. For my country, is high. Yeah, it's expensive. Considering my, my country standard, it's expensive, right? Yeah. It's definitely more expensive than what it seems to be. So it would be hard, but I feel like... Once you get your feet beneath you and you have a good paying job, then you could definitely afford a nice place of your own. The rent is very um, challenging, especially to find something that's you know within reason. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like I said, it's very hard to know how this policy is going to impact Canada and the Canadian you know, housing uh, situation as well as economy until there is some data available, which means that people have to come in first. This is the first social justice E thing we've seen on campus, and it's just about mental health, so I don't have a problem with about that. But I want to reiterate here that we've been to Trent, U of T, downtown Toronto, um, Ontario University, Durham College, tons of places. And this is the only campus where they're not shoving things down your throat, and I kind of like it, Lincoln. So America, 350-ish million people, they let in 1 million legal immigrants a year. Canada, around 37 million, and we're letting it, can let in half a million a year. Do you feel like constantly increasing the amount of people here is going to cause prices to go up? Or what we're hearing from other people is, is that they need to address the problems that are going on here, regardless of how many people are coming in, how many houses are available, the types of jobs that are available. How do you feel about that? I mean, I agree. I think that that's a problem that needs to be solved either way, right? So it's like, whether or not the immigrants come, it's going to be a problem now or in the long run. So it's like, if that's what pushes Canada to fix the problem, then so be it. Bringing in many people, well, many people can, it's also, I mean, it will increase the unemployment rate, obviously, but also if, I mean, many people come in, I mean, new ideas, I mean, I mean, new people coming from different countries with new ideas, so new ideas to develop the country and also make it better, so I believe that it's, it's a good idea, it's, it's, it's actually a good idea, I mean. Um, I wouldn't say it's not sustainable like in the long run, but right now we have to focus on our housing and on our own economy. And I feel like taking in too many immigrants is stretching ourselves thin. Have you been a fan of Justin Trudeau's governance of the country? Do you think it's him that's the problem? What do you think about that, about in terms of the policies we have right now? I really don't think he's just doing anything. He's just kind of <laughs> sitting there doing nothing, really. I don't think that he's just kind of sitting there buying time, really. All right, anything else you want to say? Nothing at all. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I don't know enough to make a judgment as to how he is as a prime minister. I'm not really into politics, I won't lie. So maybe it's not like super useful for your interview topic. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Andrew Says. They're all very special. I'm here with producer Lincoln J. And we've got David Lucas, one of the best comedians in the world right now. How are you, David? In the world, I That's ain't right. too good because this motherfucker refused to pay me. What? What did you say? Say that again. I said I'm not too good because you refused oh, to pay okay. me. Oh, okay. I don't pay anybody. I'll oh, pay damn, you bro. in maple syrup. All the Canadian, you know, stereotypes. No, I'm fuck. I'm messing with you, bro. I like your podcast. I'm a had big a fan. Of, had a lot of people disgruntled the last one that we did. Why? I just read some of the comments when you posted when I spoke about uh, men playing women's sports. All <laughs> right. <laughs> David Lucas uh, loves the idea of a LeBron and James in the WNBA, I think. Yeah, uh, I think when he retires and he can no longer 
fair with those younger NBA guys. You should identify as a woman and go to the WNBA, and he'll be the best player at 50 years old in the WNBA. We didn't get that video of you trying out for a women's D1 team that you promised, though, so I still want you to try to do that. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. They ain't going to let me, bro. There is a video that went viral a couple months ago where a guy played for a women's high school rep team and won them a tournament. It was pretty spectacular. I forgot the guy's name. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they didn't say anything to him. He went and he dominated. He was dunking on them and nobody said anything. All the girls asked if he would come play for their school. They were really excited. So that's where we're at. What was, uh? did you see the one recently where that guy who identified as a woman played volleyball and then knocked the player unconscious? No. Yeah, and then the coach, for safety reasons, sat the rest of the team. I would have did the same thing. <laughs> I, if, if my daughter played volleyball and some dude who can't cut it in the men's league go to the women's league, we're talking about high school. If, if my daughter plays volleyball and some boy who can't cut it, where'd you go? I'm still here. We're just giving you the focus. Oh, 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 okay, man. I told you I'm not good with technology. I got a producer, man. All right, so yeah. Uh, if my daughter played volleyball and some boy who couldn't cut it on the boys' team uh, went to the women's team, my daughter would not play. She's not playing against that team. You ain't finna bully my daughter. Or I'm gonna come bully your ass. I think I learned from Shaquille O'Neal that the volleyball nets are lower for women, so he's saying that they should do that for WNBA as well. Nine foot rim. I don't. I don't know if that's actually gonna solve the problem though. This is. We're building on like 50 years of dunking for men at this point. <laughs> Do you remember Chris Anderson, the Birdman? No. Uh, six foot 11 white guy went in the uh, slam dunk competition and he was just terrible. So that's where you have to build from the ground up uh, no the matter ladies. no matter what. <laughs> he had like 50 tries. But um, how's it going recently? Have you been on tour right now? You're coming to Canada, you said? Yeah, I'm on tour currently. Uh, I just actually got off of the phone with my agent. We booking out next year. I think I got like seven dates next year. Um, we'll, I'll be back in Canada. Some lady in Montreal hit me up, wanted to book me for a showcase. Nice. This bit, <clears throat> this is how stupid she was. She don't want to book me the headline. She wants to put me on a show with like eight other comics for a week and then got the nerd to ask me or ask my agent does he sell tickets? Oh, you booking eight other comics. Why the fuck does the bulk rely on me? Because they want to screw you over. It sounds like Man, I, I rob all the Montreal motherfuckers, bro. They don't know who they bring to Montreal. I get banned from Canada. <laughs> Fucking with me, though. They must don't know how Americans don't play fair. Y'all think Trudeau is a motherfucker. <laughs> we got we got hella Trudeau down here in the states. Like, no, come on, you you. You ain't finna you ain't finna make me do a four hundred seat seater venue and you book all your friends and then you try to mm. give me five hundred dollars a day. You got me fucked up, lady. Is that where cause I know some other comedians they do a showcase to be on just for laughs and there's like a Halifax, Nova Scotia comedy festival too. Would that be what that's for? That's, something? that's the thing. I don't give a damn about just for laughs because I mean I'm not being boastful, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, well, I got plenty of friends who did just for laughs, and I sell more tickets than all of them. They don't even tour. So, um, I mean, you know, comedy festivals are a thing of the past. You know, you might have got famous from that 15 years ago, but ever since social media, your career is kind of in your own hands. They probably don't let people say whatever they want at that as well, I would imagine, because they try to. I mean, to they, had, they, they had Patrice at JFL. There's a clip of mm -hmm. him doing JFL. But uh, I mean, they they fired the guy from JFL for saying the word niggas. So I know I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> Which guy? The guy who was booking it. They got him for being racist or something. I don't know who that is. Can we find that, Olivia? His last name is. Um, what is his name? Yeah, I'm sure. Just look up JFL Booker Racism. 50 people come up. Um, it's a very Canadian thing. The thing about that is why they treat it like it's so special here is because they get backing from the government to is air it, it Jeff on. Jeff Singer? Jeff Singer? Jeff, yeah, Jeff Singer. Jeff yeah. Singer. 
What did he say, Lincoln? Can you read it word for word? Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't skip out no explicit explicit language. Say the N word. It says that uh, a talented booker behind the Just for Laughs comedy festival in Montreal has resigned after repeatedly using the N word in front of auditioning comedians. This is quote. He said he was just repeating the language of a poc- uh, of someone he was talking to. That's exactly. Like- Which I do- he. It's not like he hatefully said nigga. He was probably like, if you're gonna say the word nigga, just say it. <laughs> like that's probably what he said. <laughs> that's probably what he said. You heard that, Lincoln? You're allowed to say the N word if it's a song. I think is what David Lucas is trying to tell us. Man, look, I don't care why people say the N word. The, the like the, the whatever repercussions y'all get is on y'all. Y'all say the N word all. If you lose your whole family, don't be don't look at me, because I'm gonna say yeah, I said he could say it, but <laughs> we know there's a freedom of speech, but there's not freedom of consequences. So there's no freedom of speech <laughs> up here to remind you uh, to be. Sure. Yeah, there's no freedom. There's no freedom of speech. That that fucking. Uh, Fidel Castro side baby Trudeau <laughs> was locking y'all bank accounts. That's right. That's uh that's going on right now. If you didn't know, they're doing this whole commission about the trucker protest, and Trudeau's gonna have to testify. I think in a couple weeks. Yeah, bro. So, so is it? Do people up there say that he's Fidel Castro's side? That's uh, like a cause, thing. Like, cause you could never confirm it, but what's he gonna do? Sue you over it? So people say it all the time. Yeah, allegedly he's Fidel Castro's uh, baby because his mama and daddy were some freaks, and she went to she went to Cuba because Canada has always had a strong relationship with Cuba, yeah. and you know she wanted to get fucked by a dictator. Notice the first few letters. Dick. Yeah, very good. She wanted, she wanted that dictator. <laughs> um, do you care about the the midterms coming up? Are you gonna vote in the uh, governor's race there? Man, I don't really care about nothing, but <laughs> I, I don't even pay attention. It was November the 8th, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at, I mean, that fucking that fucking flower boy or flower child who's running here in Texas should not win. Uh, Beto? Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. He's going in on a skateboard. Uh, you know. That ain't, yeah, Texas... It ain't enough. It, enough people haven't moved to Texas to change Texas. Thank God. That's what they say. Their stated goal is: first, we're going to turn it purple, then we're going to turn oh. it blue, and then I guess Bro, just it's oh. too many. It's too many. It's too many rednecks and hillbillies in Texas. They will, they will go out and start shooting everybody who drives a Prius. <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> do you live in Austin, or do you live in one of these uh, like towns just outside of Austin, or the? Yeah, that's for, Fort Worth. That's for poor people, bro. I live in Austin. I live downtown Austin. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, uh, here's, the I Red Band area? Not, huh? The Brian Red Band area is what I'm told. Oh, Red Band live, live like 40 minutes away. Let's talk about one of my favorite podcasts other than this one. And wait, before I do that, your YouTube channel, I think the first time you came on was at 15,000. Now it's well over a hundred thousand. Congratulations! This is one of the fastest you, I've buddy. seen anyone's channel get that big. I think it's been just a few months. Uh, David Lucas on YouTube. Tell what was your strategy there? You wanted to make it like your reaction to news items, and then you basically just reviewed it and you mix it in with your stand-up. True. Yeah. So at first, uh, you know, just to get the ball rolling. So people would just see my face. I was doing like, um, you know, six to eight videos a week because my, my thing was one of these is going to hit. Um, I hired a producer, Brian, great guy out of Virginia. Um, we put a viral, we put a clip up with me going back and forth with a BLM, uh, person. Our first week together, we went viral. Uh, and then after that, it was kind of, you know, uh, uphill, uphill and downhill. I mean, it's still it's still uphill, bro, because I mean, sometimes I'll put out a video and only gets 4000 views, which I'm like, bam, like I, I have 80,000 followers on Instagram. And, you know, um, a, a bad video for me is 10,000 views. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I really I really don't understand YouTube like that because I'm like how do I have a hundred thousand subscribers and a video do fourth like 
out of like th that don't even equate statistically like how is there only 4000 views on this video but um it's just you know um staying consistent putting stuff out uh being in Texas and being on kill tony definitely helps um yeah it's just i i don't put as much as i used to out because i'm i'm way more busy but i'm trying to get back to that but uh i put my long form podcast on there and i continue to put my clips up and as I'm on tour, I got to find somebody to actually film me while I'm in Canada because I want to put uh, some uh, crowd work from Canada on my YouTube. We can try to send somebody from Alberta out to terrible Winnipeg. Well, I mean, the good thing is they put me on a five-star hotel. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, but I don't know if Canada five-star is American five-star. <laughs> probably not. It's probably yeah. you get free breakfast and uh, uh, that, they might change your sheets. No. I know. Like, yeah, you got to wake up too early to get that free breakfast. It'd be like free breakfast from 6 to 8.30. I'm like, nigga, what? Let's talk about, I wanted to ask you about Kill Tony. It's one of my favorite podcasts. What makes it so natural, or we could use the word easy, for you and Tony to go back and forth roasting each other? Because I know you guys aren't sitting there preparing due to no. the nature of the show. What, why does it come so easy to you guys or just you, if you don't uh, know his thought process there? I, I think, um, I think because over the years that I've been on Kill Tony, me and Tony have really just developed a brotherhood and um, kind of like, you know, I, I'd say like he's one of my best friends. Um, so just that mixed with, we're not roasting each other maliciously. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, like, two great basketball players playing one-on-one. -on -one. Like, we play each other very good, but no matter who wins, we both know that we're still at the top. So, um, you know, like, just roasting him is, like, I feel like we need a damn TV show together. Just our, <laughs> just the way we mix so well, and we're, we're total opposites, uh, you know, in most other aspects of life. And uh, I think that just calls for good roasting. I think I'm, I don't think I'm alone in this. Sometimes when I watched kill Tony and I don't want to watch the whole thing, I'll skip to your part and William Montgomery's part. I think those are the two overwhelmingly money making parts of the show. And right. I think that's what people will go and search for that on the, the remote right, right. or whatever you do. Yeah, I can, uh, I could definitely see that because, um, I say, um, the talent pool in Austin is just not there. Um, the sustainability for, you know, good comics. Like, uh, you know, like, I feel like the more Austin gets stuff, the more consequences they'll have because there's not many consequences in Austin. Like, there's, there's no reason for these comics to do better. Like, when I was starting comedy in L.A., bro, like, if you went to the comedy store and bombed, don't go back for like two years. And that goes pretty much, that was pretty much any comedy club. Like you you get that opportunity and then you don't capitalize on it and you do bad. Like yo ass, you, you might as well just go back home for two years, get funny and come back because there were too many people there trying to make it into, you know, very few spots. So mm -hmm. people in LA, I feel, and New York, New Yorkers, I feel like they get better because of the the, the repetition. They get, they get so many like when I was in New York, I was doing four or five shows a night. But in L.A., we have such limited spots. And at the comedy store, you know, for potluck, you only get three minutes. So you want to go up there and murder. So um, I just think that's the problem in, uh, in Austin. Like these comics, they don't have any reason to get better. So does that mean there's, there's too many mics for them to go onto, and there's not enough competition? No, it's just that they can go to a show and bullshit and not do well and they'll be up the next night when that didn't happen in mm -hmm. old LA. Like if, you know, um, right when social media was popping off, when I moved there like 2010, 2011, you know, you didn't want to catch an L or a bomb at the comedy club because everybody would hear about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, you would go to these open mics and you know you would work it out and at these shitty open mics you would just hit so many like before i went to the comedy store i probably got on stage i'd say 200 times before i even you know signed up for potluck at the comedy store like because i would just go watch but i would never sign up because i i just felt like i know i shouldn't 
be going here to bullshit, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, um, that's one thing. That's one element that's missing in Austin, uh, importance. There's no importance. Everybody's like lax, laxidaisical. Um, yeah, and I mean, they keep getting booked. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's really no reason. Like you can go to many of your shows in Austin and see terrible comedy and you'll continuously see them saying people get up and it's like, how? Well, the, I, I think the show itself in Kill, Kill Tony is, is so new, unique that it's there's trying to pop up uh, copycats up here is what I'm being told is that people are trying to do it. And it just doesn't work because even the talent up here isn't there. There's still, from what I hear, suffering from extreme wokeism in the comedy scene. Um, you know, there was Ryan Long's uh, partner. Do you remember his name? Livia? Oh, yeah. I just met Ryan Long not too long ago. Uh, Danny Polishuk, he got canceled. My friend Ben Bankus got canceled. So there's still clubs here that are disassociating. What what is it? What does it mean to be canceled? Okay, well they uh, they literally canceled their show. Oh, that's that's not canceled. That's just one building taking away a show. Okay, well I'm sorry, dude. There's, okay, they. You know, I'm just saying. That I, I I mean that has happened to me, bro. That like there, I've been booked at places, and then they they'll they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry, we didn't. I'm like, hey, I am not tripping. <laughs> well, you was only giving me a few hundred dollars anyway. For canceling it. your show for being offensive? Yeah, or they, you know, I might have been booked on a showcase and they're like, oh, we didn't realize David was this type of, like, that's happened many <laughs> a times. When I was with my old manager, like, people would book me on shit and then he sent it to me and then, like, a few days later, they probably Google me or something and then see that I talk about everything. <laughs> but why do you start a comedy club if you're going to, it's well, like, these one, th these were not necessarily comedy clubs. Okay. They were just like, like say, um, some, uh, some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some, uh, promoter mm -hmm. was putting on a show like at a theater and they hit my manager up like, Oh, we're, we're, we're bringing this person, that person and this person. And we think, David would be good to add to this uh, four four city theater run, you know, like that. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say it was the venue; it was the people maybe trying to. But this was also like in the height of this woke shit. Like it's dying now. This is like last year, twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty one. It's crazy how much this stuff moves along. I think most people are over it now and people will just go somewhere else. I mean, there was a comedy club down the street that took on those shows. So I guess it just happens. People hey. are just gonna have to stop going, I guess. Bro, you know, what's crazy, bro. Um, people act like they, they have to like, bro, just don't go like that. that like, you know what I'm saying? If, if you mm -hmm. don't support it, fucking don't go. Like, I don't like death metal. I don't like screamo. I don't want to cancel them, but I just don't fucking go. You you don't put your dollars where you don't support. Like, I don't like IHOP, nigga. I don't go. <laughs> I don't want them canceled for them terrible-ass pancakes. Do but we have I just IHOP here, Lincoln? Don't go. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Niagara yeah, Falls, just, pretty sure you're telling me. Niagara Falls on the Canadian side or the American side? Canadian side. It's where seniors go to gamble. Wow. Uh, I went to Niagara Falls in 2020. I was at uh, uh, Hamilton and Hamilton at Levity. Hamilton. Yeah. Is that the name of the place or the city? That's the city. Like That's nowhere near. Of... Yes, it is. Hamilton in the U.S. side or the Canadian side? Hold on. What are you asking me? Where is Hamilton? Hamilton, Canada, next to Toronto. Yeah, that's not close to Niagara Falls. I didn't say it was, but I went uh, to Niagara Falls. I went to the Canadian side, and it didn't seem like it took that long, maybe an hour. Hamilton is close to Niagara Falls. Is it? Yeah. Look, How look can at be this that dummy. Close? Look at this Canadian dummy. <laughs> Fucking Canadian dummy. How I know more about your geography than Give you. Give it to me, David. I I'm waiting. <laughs> I'll post a, a full reel of roasting of me, and I won't. Think I would. I, I would say don't kill y'all yourself, but y'all ain't got guns to do it properly. 
they, they just uh, further banned handguns here. Um, you can't buy them, you can't sell them, and you can't uh, transfer them to anybody. You can still own one if you already had one, but they just did all that stuff. Uh, they think it's going to help a crime, but there's a school shooting yesterday. Do y'all do y'all have crime like that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and so, just in some areas is what it is. I imagine Toronto because y'all got a lot of foreign, like Jamaicans and all that up there. Um, it's, the, it's it's the niggas that bring crime to y'all city. It's not the white <laughs> folks committing crime. I'm not I know white folks. Uh, Jane I know, and Finch, I, know. I guess is the area. Y'all motherfuckers lack. Y'all lack vitamin D, bro. Y'all ain't committing no crime. Y'all niggas depressed and shit. Yeah, look at you, bro. You think you about to, you'll kill your girlfriend, but you ain't about to go out and rob nobody. And <laughs> I don't true. care you don't about, hear about a lot of robberies. You don't. So what kind of crime do y'all have? Traffic infractions. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Stabbing is the one you'll hear about the most, I think. In Stabbing terms of a violent crime. Stabbing is so personal. It is, yeah. Don't yeah, get on my bad really... side, David Lucas. I had I had a trip planned to Texas, but I can't yeah, get in because I'm not vaccinated. You can't get into where? The United States. You, if you're not a legal resident or citizen, you still can't fly in if you don't have two shots. But you, you don't got to be vaccinated to go to Canada now. Exactly. Isn't it crazy? That don't make no sense. No, it doesn't. I think they're probably waiting till after the election to announce it either way. But at the end of the day, bro, you ain't finna stab nobody in Texas. We carry guns. I you can come, you, get one transferred to me down there for sure if I live there. You, you come down here with that stabbing shit if you want to. <laughs> it's gonna be David a Lucas body. stabs reporter who tried to stab him. That'll be the... I ain't, stab, I ain't stabbing nobody. I'm gonna shoot you, bro. Oh, okay, am. that's you, fair. You, the moment you look like you're reaching for a, a, a <laughs> fucking, I'm a pistol whip you and then shoot you in your face. This is getting, <laughs> no, I'm it's taking a turn. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shoot you in your face. I'm gonna shoot you in your chest so that your family can show your face during your funeral. That's very mafia of you. <laughs> this, is, the title of this podcast is going to be David Lucas threatens my life. Now, that's not actually that bad. I don't think David Lucas that's threatens my life. I don't think that's a threat. That's just showing you how I'm protecting myself. I believe in self-defense and the, the first, second amendment second and the amendment. first. We don't have either of those here. Y'all ain't got shit in Canada. I don't even know y'all national anthem. I bet you know our national anthem. You know O Canada if you heard it. Mm -mm. I, I think it. so. I think you've Thank seen it. a basketball or a hockey game where a Canadian team is playing and Same then, me a bar. Same me a bar. Oh, Canada. That's all you got. That should be enough. That's the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Y'all goofy as shit. <laughs> you know, I was a fan, David. Now I'm not so sure. Olivia, can you bring up that uh, cultural appropriation Oh, this thing? boy. Let me see that thing. You got your own cue cards. Yeah, boy, that's right. Big time. That's right, David Lucas. And if you were How here, I'd get you to sign it right there. How much that studio cost? The studio, thousand dollars a month. Uh, no, the actual set. Oh, Studio is in our office. Nice. Yeah. So you, you do, come you to do. Toronto, you can experience this. Yeah, when I come to Toronto, I'm gonna sit in on yours. I'm, I'm gonna be there. Appreciate that. So yeah. Halloween just ended of course but in canada we send around go ahead and throw that up olivia we go ahead and send around what you can and cannot wear where is this out of mississauga i think let's Something see like this. that you want to read halloween some can no 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 go make it smaller yeah halloween costume day halloween can be a time for fun think critically and creatively when choosing a costume that honors the dignity of each human person so that everyone can enjoy themselves. Costume ideas should avoid the following. Please note that this is not an exhaustive list. Any cultural stereotype, blackface, <laughs> the COVID-19 pandemic, a person with differing abilities, people with mental illness, individual experiencing homelessness, body shaming, body objectification, animal cruelty, 
Culturally specific references. Example, Day of the Dead, Hula, a prisoner, anything trivializing, anything mocking gender identity, anything transphobic, <laughs> depictions of violence, culture is not a costume, trying on another race, culture, or identity contributes to stereotypes and causes real harm to communities that have been historically marginalized and who continue to face systemic oppression today. So what the fuck can you be? I think it's wild that you can't even do that Day of the Dead stuff from uh, Central American countries where that's literally just like you're painting your face as a skeleton. So what can you be? Can't be a ghost. What does that lead? Ghost would be mocking like mediums and and, uh, fortune tellers. Or you could say that I think that ghost is my family member that he's dressed at and he died <laughs> tragically. I don't know. What else is on there? You can't uh, do anything based on any culture anywhere. You can't mock the pandemic. Can you mock a different flu or so- something? Oh, I'm going to get pulled off for that, Lincoln, saying flu. Uh, yeah, you, you better you better bleep that. <laughs> we might actually have to for YouTube. Um, you, you will. Yeah. Um, you can't... Could you mock like the 1918 Spanish flu? Maybe. I think so. As a black person, could I dress as a slave? (laughs) I think so. But then they might tell me that I'm not slave enough or I'm not black enough. You could dress as uh, if it would be offensive if you dressed as a slave from a different country, I think. Like if it was like the Arab slave trade or something like that. Or Irish. Anything could be offensive. This is just where we're at in this country where they have to say these lines. The thing you say at the bottom there where historical oppression, systemic oppression. We went and did a report the other day at a university and they have a people of color only lounge. So we went to go sit in there, of course. Um, And we asked people and the white kid says... Systemic oppression, of course, on this campus, black people are marginalized, everybody else but white people are marginalized. Okay, would you be okay with a a white or European lounge? And he says, no, that's white supremacy. Then I ask a native guy how he feels about it. He says he just doesn't care. That's what most people said that aren't white. They just don't care. And inside the lounge, there was also a bunch of white girls. So that was confusing, too. What? <laughs> Yeah, there was a table of white girls doing homework that looked at us like we shouldn't be there. White women are certain white women, not all white women. Okay. But these type, these, what the, how the fly get in here? What the hell? Um, so, some white women, bro, are going to destroy the country. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> here it's, like, this, uh, this, it's this, everyone, this, though. This is a people of color lounge, and you're in here. Yeah, I was, and they were. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the white girls. Yeah, I, I don't know what, uh, I don't know if people just don't care there. Uh, we got a couple dirty looks, but nobody said anything. There was nobody monitoring the door. It was right outside a all gender bathroom, and then across from just this like five pride flags of different variations you got your trans flag you got your native trans flag you got your regular pride flag there might have been more lincoln but i didn't see them this sounds this sounds like a joke this is probably one of the more chill campuses for universities in the province we've been to i went through several different universities this summer because they had uh, more vaccine mandates. They wanted the the booster shot mandated. So we went to the University of Toronto. Where else did we go? We went to Durham University, Ontario Tech or whatever. We went to a different campus. I I would say ask those girls how do they feel about, you know, the shots altering their periods, but these type (laughs) of girls don't want to procreate anyway. So the sad thing was, is that this is probably the most chill campus of all of them. And they still just every turn, every corner you go on, every billboard or cork board you see, it's all be tolerant, uh, equality, equity, uh, social justice. Here's our native speaker coming to teach you about diversity. (laughs) And that's the best school you can go to in terms of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, 
It's definitely. I don't know what to say about it, bro, but it's something. <laughs> Let's move on to social media. Um, Elon, is he going to save us? Do you care? Um, is he just going to institute it a, a different way, the censorship? How do you feel about it? Um, as long as he brings Trump back, I don't care. Now, do you think he should bring back basically everyone that they've banned in the same form? Or just absolutely, like, yeah, absolutely. But Trump was the most entertaining. Yeah, but he's got his own thing now. That's the thing. Parler. Is, yeah, Parler? Uh, no, his is Truth Social. Kanye owns. Oh yeah, Parler yeah, yeah. yeah, Kanye owns Parler. Truth Social. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing I see now is that there's like three different competitors to Twitter for right wing people and these celebrities that I've never heard of say they're going to leave Twitter, but where are they going to go? I think they're going to have a rude awakening as to how hard it is to build a social media platform with a couple hundred million users out of the Twitter middle. was before Instagram. Yeah. Twitter was right around Facebook's time. Yeah. Twitter been out for a long time. It, 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 it went down then it came back up, but, um, I don't know, bro. I, the thing I don't understand about Twitter is that they were banning people, but you could go watch whole sex tapes on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's. I, I imagine it's a way a lot of people make money from that. Still, I don't know if you can actually just make money from from Twitter content, but it's a, a lot for promoting anything. There's terrorist groups on there, you know. YouTube is not designed to make Alphabet, the company that owns Google's that owns Google, money. It it's apparent to me that a lot of this is just about being able to control the political message. So that's what I think. I don't even think Zuckerberg really wants Facebook anymore because it's kind of become this old, you know, grandma centric social media platform. He's focusing on like virtual reality and everything. That's my VR impression right there. Yeah. I got one. I got a uh, Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. And a pocket pussy. I'm going to be single for forever. (laughs) Well, I don't get what I ain't got to never deal with a bitch again. <laughs> I don't know what the goal is <laughs> there, because one of the examples he said was you could call a person on meta. So you want to call a person who's also wearing goggles to speak face to face with their avatar when you could just use, you know, a video call or a, FaceTime. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty stupid. Um. I don't even know how to use that Oculus like that. I'd be fucking up anyway. So I'm going to have to get one of my kids to show me. Doesn't my uh, daughter can pop. I know I, can pop. this is uh, two Red Band references, but uh, I believe he does a podcast or something in virtual reality, doesn't he? Uh, bro, I, I don't know what he, I don't know what that man doing here at home. <laughs> he probably do. I mean, I know he like all that technology stuff. Mm-hmm. So he probably do. Yeah. Um, what does Davis Lucas want to talk about? Oh, I'm talking about whatever y'all want to talk about, big dog. We out here. I'm out of notes because, um, I answer questions too well. You answer questions too well. Exactly. So what's the next step for David Lucas? You're going to this, uh, well, you're not going to this showcase. Are you just touring? Are you, you on your own tour? Are you, uh, are you going with somebody else around? Yeah, I feature for people, and I'm I got my own headlining dates. And you know, we are we are we are here thugging thugging it up. You know what I love was those videos where you go and talk to people on the street. You should do that while you're in Winnipeg and make a lot of uh, quiet Canadian people uncomfortable. Oh, let me find a video person. I damn sure do it. Because when you go out into the street. And tell people things that they don't expect in Austin, Texas. It really neutralizes them. And you end up getting really good conversations out of them, I feel like. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, when you have a black guy that looks like me uh, with locks and tattoos and a large frame, you don't expect them to pop up to you and say that I support Trump. So that throws them off right there. And, you know. I think you got a... Uh, Fox News contract coming your way because those questioning people at like gas stations if they miss the prices uh, from the Trump era, those things are going off the charts. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I need to, I need to get back out there. I'm, I'm BSing. 
<laughs> yeah, I need to get I need to get back out there and, and film some more street stuff. The streets want to hear from me, though. Streets too. The streets too. The streets want to hear from me too, David. Don't get it twisted, okay? I go out there yeah. and I uh, go in downtown Toronto. People have no idea who I am. They don't have any answers to any questions at this point. At this point in 2022 in Toronto, you ask somebody a political question, they're running away. They're pretending they don't hear you. They're pretending you don't exist. We did this uh, recently with a comedian, and he said, this is stupid. Nobody will stand and talk. And it basically makes you feel like everybody is self-censoring themselves. I don't know if you get that down there. Probably not nearly as much, but... People, well, I mean, people don't want to go against the government for anything. I mean, you know, that's one of the good things about America. Uh, we have sort of free speech, but I mean, also like people up there ain't trying to get their bank accounts locked up. Uh, I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all a little bit different, and uh, <laughs> I can see why. I can see why people in Canada want to say shit. Yeah, I totally it, get it. Pardon. I said I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it why people in Canada don't, don't want to say anything. It's it's this weird, really weird situation we're in. Nobody really mm -hmm. talks about the actual problems in our country. I mean, we have this trucker convoy commission going on right now, but there isn't really any talks about the gas prices, the inflation rates, the immigration how, rates. How much, how much does American politics affect Canada from a Canadian person? extreme like it's almost all of it and it goes both right. ways because something happens in the u.s like a school shooting and then they say this is why we ban guns or this is why we need to ban them more or something like that or you know illegal immigration is a problem in the states and then they say in canada well we are compassionate up here and we agree that the border should be you know we shouldn't be separating families and this is why we give people at our border such great benefits and everything so everything that happens from a republican standpoint in the u.s becomes something they use to say hey this is why we're so liberal because we don't right. have these problems we don't have republicans and this is do, what will happen if you put a conservative in do you think liberals are trying to create in both america and in canada do you think liberals are trying to create a new voting group because uh they know that the older, the people that are getting older see that they're not doing anything. So they have to allow the uh, illegal immigrants to come in so that they can treat them pretty nice so that they'll push for them when it's time for election. Well, yeah, and I think this happens in most Western countries. And now it's the controversial great replacement theory is what they try to say. But mm -hmm. I think inherently, especially, and it happens in Europe too with, with migrants, if you come to a country and all you really know is that this government brings you in and in Canada you'll get a place to live, basically an income, and a very high tier of healthcare, you'd say, well, they're doing a great job. They have all this stuff for me. So why wouldn't you vote for them and keep that going? But the problem is, is what eventually happens is that as the system collapses, um, you are not able to give people all these free things that you promised. Now, they just announced today, I think it was 500,000 more immigrants per year by 2025, which you have to understand, America, I think, lets in just over a million a year legally but Canada is one-tenth the size, and we're going to let in half that number. So it doesn't really make mathematical sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been when I was in Canada. And what, what's y'all's health care call? It's just like universal health care, they call it. A lot of people, well, a few people I talked to didn't like it. What are, what, are, what are some of the things that you don't like about universal health care? Well, if you don't use it, you still pay a lot for it. And it's not exactly the way people oh, frame it on. as. I think I, I think I got this fly. Hold up. Damn. So the way Bernie Sanders says we need to have this system like Canada has, he completely lies or he just doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't know if he what he's thinking at his age, but you can right. have private health care here. You can have health insurance through your work or you can go and pay like a monthly fee for health insurance like you can in the U.S., I'm sure. And what it is here is if you don't have anything, then major things are covered. And I get the benefit of that, but you still pay for prescriptions. You still pay for an ambulance and everything. And if you don't use that, I mean, more than a couple times, like a year, 
then you're paying for a lot of stuff. And what ends up happening here is we have so many government programs is that they're just constantly asking for more and more money. So through the lockdowns, the government was just pumping money through them left, right, and center. And, the, and everybody still says, oh, you're not paying nurses enough. Oh, you're not building enough hospital beds. And now what we're facing now is the the teachers, like staff union, like the janitors and the teachers assistants and everything. They're a, supposed to be going on strike today because they think that their yearly raise doesn't match inflation. So they want something crazy like an 11% raise every year. The government says no 1%, but inflation 6%. So we're just going to keep artificially inflating government wages that other people don't get. And this is the system we're in where we have all these government programs and for some reason, we can afford to put way more money into them than everybody else can can uh, earn. Right. Right. And then the system's supposed to just somehow work. I don't understand. Mm. Right. True. True. Hmm. That's so my wow. solution is give people yeah, a choice mean, to opt out. I mean, you know, like a lot of like in Canada, I'm mean, in Canada, in California. Um, <laughs> similar. They were talk. Yeah. Very similar. They were talking about, I think, making the minimum wage like fifteen or twenty bucks an hour, and people were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and I'm like, "You idiot! <laughs> it's all it's all gonna balance out. You're still gonna be just as broke as you were before when they increase rent prices and increase grocery prices. So you might as well just leave it where it's at. Like you don't understand cause and effect. And they try to do a federal minimum wage increase in the U.S. They keep asking for that. But the cost of living is so different. I mean, I haven't been to these places, does, yeah. but I'd imagine rural Alabama doesn't cost as much as uh, Hollywood. You know what I mean? So you can't be like, this person gets paid $20 an hour here, and it's the same as getting $20 an hour somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, and uh, I, they had apartments for like 600 bucks. And I'm like, oh, you you really can make it off of, you know, $10, $11 an hour here. I wish. From what I gather, Wisconsin, Ohio, Michigan, it's pretty much Canada. I've been to Ohio and Michigan. It's pretty much Canada, except with yeah. different rules. Yeah. You have guns, all of them. Right. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that. They, they say they call soda pop just like we do. That's the main yeah. thing I was noticing. Yeah. They have yeah. some Wendy's. <laughs> I don't know what you guys have in Texas. Some Sonic or something that we don't have. We have yeah, Whataburger. Steak, steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. Yeah, that place is good. We got. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if we got Steak and Shake in uh, Texas. I ain't never really seen one. On the East Coast, they have it. Is that right. your internet or my internet tripping? Is that what? Who internet tripping? Mine's or yours? Yours, apparently. Damn, bro! I got Google Fiber. It's supposed to be the best shit. It's always supposed to be the best. But it never is. We have like two internet companies here. They all and phone companies. Two of everything. Internet, TV, phone. What else? Car. <laughs> you have an electric car yet, David? I ain't gonna answer that. <laughs> You're friends with <laughs> Joe Rogan. He's gonna force you to get one. All he talks about is how fast that new Tesla is. I ordered one. Cybertruck or with the car? Cybertruck and the car. The apocalypse coming, I guess. You're going to need one. Yeah, I'm, when the world ends, I'm driving my car straight through a building. <laughs> Just to see if it's really tough like that. That might be legal in some places, but maybe not after the war. I can do it if it's at a BLM rally and not get charged. Did that happen? But I'm, they were doing everything else, so why I can't drive a That's truck fair. through a building? Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the the thought now that there's they're spreading around the CNNs and the MSNBCs is that there's no crime spike, inflation's way down, wait everything's amazing, job uh, wages are way up, job numbers are way up. It's this magical thing where after you shut everything down, the numbers start to go back <laughs> up anyways, and you so, praise it. So uh, in, in in America, we are in a toxic relationship with our government. Uh, <laughs> They continue to fuck us without a condom, and they continue to lie to us. They 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 lie so much because it's like, bro, I see what's out here. Like you act like I don't have eyes, 
Like, I don't, I don't know what the government or mainstream media will have to do. They had to put me on the news to get people back on their side. <laughs> well, they used to do stuff like that. They don't do that anymore. I think of the classic Patrice O'Neill clip of him on Fox News um, where some woman was outraged at him. Do you remember that? Yes. He was like, how, how do you know what funny is? Yeah. If they did that, you I don't like know C- funny. CNN would have a lot better viewership <laughs> if Don Lamone had you on in the morning show, his new morning show. Man, I don't want to be on that nigga show. <laughs> I reached out to your friend William Montgomery again. I got him to respond. I uh, reached out to him on a cameo. <laughs> and uh, he says he's on a beach somewhere. He burned his legs. Um, he ruined an Amtrak. Uh, so, 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 so thank you for, uh, I don't know if you told him last time, but thank you if you told him anything about me. Or, or, I, or my, order a cameo for me, nigga. You want me to? Hell yeah. How Give much do you cost? Uh, for you, 200. 200? William Montgomery's going 55 Canadian, so you got some competition. Oh, let me know how much mine is Canadian. David Lucas cameo. 40 US, 54. It's the same thing. All right. I'll order that soon. And then I'll use it to, I'll exploit you in your labor for my own gains with that. Yeah. Order like 10 of them. Yeah, David, I make that much money that I can just order $500 worth of cameos. Okay. Man, you got a studio. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I wish I could have taken the money instead of. The studio, no, the studio's nice. You got an office? Not my own office. Who you share it with? I share it with two writers, writer Dave and writer Doug. He used to have his own office. Yeah, it was taken away from me, David Lucas. Oh, they came and snatched that bit. They're like, you out here talking against us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's because I had you on, basically. Good. How did how how did our episode do online? I don't know. It's they all do better when you're actually sitting here. Or something it's the number one thing I've noticed. So that's more incentive for you, for you to come to Toronto. Give me some money, bitch. You yeah, I'm just about to come out there for free. Well, the comedy the clubs will pay you. I'm just you know this is a friendly, like I'll come to Texas. You don't have to pay me. I'll pay you in content. Isn't that what they say? I'll pay you in exposure. Oh, yeah, I'm over that, bro. We'll go my, out. We'll my, do some street content. I'll take you to a local poutinery that you love. Hold on a sec. Imagine with a bitch on Tinder. No, you're <laughs> not. Why are you lying, David? You're talking to. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. <laughs> you're a faithful man. You're probably married. Nah, I ain't married. Courthouse kind of guy, no big wedding kind of guy. Don't no girl want to marry my crazy ass. <laughs> oh, man. How much time do we have here, Olivia? She doesn't know. Okay. We can keep <laughs> going if if you why, have something. Why you got, a, you got a useless white girl? A what? You got a useless white girl. Wow. Are you going to take that, Olivia? What choice she got? She's <laughs> she in Toronto. <laughs> She's, she's <laughs> canceling that cameo right now, I think. She'll be all right. <laughs> well, David, she's, it was great to have you again. Um, ask her, does she, she want a real job working in my studio? Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> she's not opposed. Um, Texas Freedom, the American <laughs> National Anthem. Tex-Mex, that's the number one thing I would go there for is the Tex-Mex. David, Oh, the, food, the food in Austin is amazing. When you come down here, I'll treat y'all. Appreciate that. Um, here's so much sure the barbecue. Take, we don't sure have barbecue here. Y'all food is disgusting, bro. <laughs> it, I'm told it's better than like England and Scotland still, though. Yeah, England has horrible food. Shout out Lewis but, Brackpool in the UK. But, but Canada... Colleague. Canada is right there. It's not far. <laughs> That's why you got to get the French food from my people. Things smothered in cheese and gravy. Joe Rogan's favorite. Joe Rogan's favorite restaurant is in Montreal, Quebec. 
Just for the record. See? Bro, every restaurant he go to is his favorite restaurant. I've heard that <laughs> every time we go to a restaurant, he's like, this is my favorite restaurant. <laughs> it's got elk meat, I guess. Um, nah, he, a steak, he a real big steak eater. Yeah. I wish I could afford these steaks, David Lucas. Again, this is Canadian money here. It's basically Monopoly money at this point. <laughs> Damn, bro. Is that bad? Yeah. It is. <laughs> you get a discount. If you come when you come to Canada, you'll notice you're getting like a 35% discount on everything. When we see a commercial from the US and talks about a $1.99 menu or a 99 cent menu, you know that's not Canada. You know that's not being offered here. Why? Was it like you said I get a 35% discount in Canada? Yeah, just from the exchange rate. Oh, got you, got you. But uh, you ever heard the phrase, those who ask for nothing get everything? Yes. That's kind of how it is in the world of entertainment, bro. As long as when you don't when you don't come to especially people like Rogan and other big names I work with, um, when you don't come to them with your handout, they'll do whatever they can for you. I'll keep that in mind when I meet David Lucas. Just sit there looking sad and he'll do it. I damn sure ain't about to give you shit. Come on, man. Come on, I give you some, man. I give you some barbecue. I, that's what I want. And, and the rainwater when you get down here. <laughs> I've got my, um, what are those sticks called? Sticks. I, I got a bunch of them. The things that let you drink any water. Life straws. I got a bunch of those. You know what that is? I, well, let me pee in some toilet water, then you drink it. I'm, I'll do it. Thousand dollars. You with white a life for real. straw. <laughs> you ain't. You ain't French. You white. You're sick, man. You're, you're <laughs> sick, man. This is what you I, want. I get. I give you a thousand dollars if you let me pee in my toilet. Then you use that life straw to drink it. Does it have to but be I, on camera or no? Hell yeah, it's gonna be on hmm. camera. Thousand U.S. dollars. I'll have to think a about thousand, that. Thousand U.S. And I'm talking about. I'm about to. I'm about to make sure I, I was drinking the night before. You about to get some liquor pee. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, be how no, i get my big break this ain't gonna be no water pee this is gonna be liquor pee this shit gonna be stank <laughs> it's gonna be stanking dark i'm gonna be getting on all the podcasts now after that <laughs> hell yeah bro that's gonna blow you up right there <laughs> bro, you'll probably get a life straw commercial like you'll be the <laughs> i'll be the spokesperson for, for life straw for real you probably get a deal are you sick of not being able to drink your own urine? Life straw. Bear um, Grylls drunk his own pee. He showed us how to do it on that who? show he used to have. Bear Grylls. Right. Joe Rogan did it too, now that we're talking about him. He did it on like a radio show. Yeah, Joe um, Rogan. Leota Machida is another guy, former UFC fighter who did it. Brazilians, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, David Lucas, make sure you tell... Tony Hinchcliffe's to come on my show because I love him. Appreciate all your your hard work on YouTube. Again, one of the fastest you, um, channels that I've seen grow in a long time. Probably because so nobody... Pardon? When we first met, I was at 15,000. I believe so. And I'm at like 110,000 now. That's right. And that podcast, was, that podcast was like just earlier this year, right? Yeah, I think probably around February or March. We'd have to go back to check. but. Oh, wow. Wow. I can check right now. Let me go look, see when I posted that clip. I pay close attention, hoping you'll pay, uh, post the shirtless videos, but uh, I never get them. That's what I'm really waiting for. What shirtless video? The ones you've been sending me, man. Oh, this boy here <laughs> crazy. Let me see. Where were we? At? Uh, we Where also we... had you on to talk about the Chappelle thing, so don't um, don't confuse the two. David Lucas, Rebel News. Andrew says when this I, is what's when, most when exciting. I, when I got on your show, was I? Uh, oh, I forgot. They took that video down. April tenth, twenty twenty-two. Damn. May, June, July, August, September, October. So six months. Yeah, and I almost a hundred thousand more. They took that video down. I forgot, bro. Which one? When I was uh, on your podcast. Who's they? Uh, oh, no, they didn't. It's right here. April, yeah. It's just Shadow Band, that's all. Yeah. 
More men and women's sports, please, was the title. Perfect. Yeah, I remember on your page, there was some comments they didn't like me. That just happens, you know, when... Uh, They're when like, who the is he? Who is he to say men can play women's sports? They took okay. it the wrong way is why. They thought you were actually advocating that men play in women's sports when I thought the obvious joke was that if they do that, like LeBron James, they will dominate and people will see the hypocrisy, David Lucas... But you know the internet's the internet. It's internet. I n n a n e t. Or George Bush, the internets of her. You want to you want to you want to invest in the internet with me? I do. Internet two point We no, we internet. went to that conference and that's all we heard. You can't even. Internet. I n n a n e t. Internet. Internet like internet James. No, just internet. I don't know what's happening. What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> that's that's gonna be my thing, the internet. And what does it do? It's gonna be like the internet, but it's the internet. And what's the difference? It'll be affordable internet, but it's called the internet. Mm. It, it won't have the R. No like, hard R. Um, net zero. You remember that? Yeah, it'll be. Well, um, it'll probably be Bluetooth, uh, Wi-Fi. Well, this sounds like a very profitable company. David, I'd like to get in on the ground floor and be your uh, Steve you wanna, Wozniak. You want to invest 15000 right now while you're on the air, and then I'll match it? I'll invest fifteen while I'm on the air. Um, I don't know. <laughs> something just cut out there. Uh, I already agreed to a cameo, David. You can't ring me this dry. Are, are abortions covered under that health care for all? They are. Um, there's no restrictions at all in Canada, which is insane, I think. So you can be eight months? Yes. Be like, shoot this nigga. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what they do. (laughs) That's an invest. Open your own Planned Parenthood, maybe. That's an investment. I'm glad you you told me that I'll never pull out of a Canadian bitch again. Well... I'd be like, you, you, know, can get, you can get an abortion up to the day you get birth. Shut <laughs> this up. is a learning channel. We're about to be bought out by TLC. That's dope, though, bro. You know, I mean, every time I show people your comedy, they say, what's that? And I say, it's his vape. He's the guy who vapes on stage all the time. <laughs> David, thank you. When are you going to be in Winnipeg? Uh, Y'all so, don't celebrate Thanksgiving the same time as we do. No, that was last month. Yeah, because I'm there during American Thanksgiving. DavidLucasComedy.com I'm about to tell you, DavidLucasComedy.com I'm in Winnipeg from November 22nd through the 26th. Get them tickets. There you go, Winnipegians, Winnipeggers, whatever you call yourselves. DavidLucas.com, final words, anything else? Hey, DavidLucasComedy.com, David Lucas Funny on IG. Holla at your boy! Set aside where they get to the stalling, house side where they get to the walking. No side for the people that's off in Rushland, my boy, you know that I'm talking. Hey, Rushland, my boy, you know that I'm talking. Hey, look, Rushland, my boy, you know that I'm sent aside. I don't trust a single soul inside. Need to euthanize, sit on their ass while they loot the guys. With their suits and ties, we rip them off with the strength of gods. If I see Nancy Pelosi or Kevin McCarthy, we fighting like Budokai. Yeah.